Hello, it's me, Lily, a frog. I live in a pond and I love to tell stories. This story, Stone Soup, is a folktale, an old tale of yore that people have been telling for hundreds and hundreds of years. Folk tales are a lot like soup. The same recipe is made with the same ingredients again and again, but depending on the cook or the storyteller, and depending on the person who enjoys the soup or the story, it comes out just a little bit different each time. This version is written and rearranged for the lily pad by Marlene Werfel. In a faraway land, across two oceans and a sea, beyond three mountain ranges and over the hills and the meadows full of flowers and sheep, across the stormy plains and prairies full of waving wheat in a busy city far from home, two brothers and a sister met in the rubble, following a great war that had just been won. They were overjoyed to see each other. It had been years since they had left home to fight, each in their own way, in the war. The oldest brother was a scientist who had been developing technologies to help their soldiers win the war. The sister was a healer, and she had been helping wounded soldiers throughout the war. And the youngest was a soldier, he felt lucky to have gotten out alive. He did not want to raise another weapon for as long as he lived. And he didn't have to. Now, they didn't need to fight anymore. They talked about what they wanted most, which was to go home, to hug their mother and their father, and to rest around a crackling fire, and to hear the stories of their parents, and to tell their stories, too. So they emptied their pockets to put all the money they had left together in the palm of one of their hands, and they hoped it was enough to travel back home. They traveled by boat, by foot, and by caravan. They slept in hotels, hovels, and under the stars. When they ran out of money to travel any further, they were just a three days walk from home. They knew they would make it, but not without a good meal, so they headed for the nearest village to ask for something please to eat and a safe place to spend the night. Well, a little girl who'd been picking wild plums in the woods saw them coming down the road towards her village, and she ran ahead to tell the villagers that strangers were approaching. The villagers had just been through the same dreadful war the brothers and sister had fought in, and they were afraid of strangers. So they shut their windows and their doors up as tight as they could, and they hid anything valuable in false cellars and hidden cupboards that they had built so that every last coin, every last cabbage, and every cooking pot was hidden from sight. When the travelers arrived, they shouted, hello, hello, but nobody answered their call. They knocked on some doors, but the doors went unanswered. Only the blacksmith 
peeked out of his cottage and told them they need not stay. The people of the village had nothing of value to them. A loaf of bread? asked the sister. I wish, cried the blacksmith, nobody here has tasted bread in months. A spare room to sleep in? asked the youngest brother. Sadly, no, said the blacksmith. Our own children have to sleep in our barns and our animals in the town square. That's how little space we have to share. Can we rest here a while in the town square? asked the oldest brother. Well, suit yourself, said the blacksmith, but we've nothing for you to sit upon unless you're comfortable in the dust. That is all we have to offer. Then he slammed the shutters closed on the window he'd been speaking from. Oh, no, said the sister, her tummy rumbling with hunger. I was so looking forward to a meal tonight, but I suppose there's nothing we can do. Well, said the oldest brother, there is something we could make. What? Stone soup. Stone soup? Yes, stone soup, said the sister. Why didn't I think of that? Delicious stone soup. And look at all the stones piled up just there for anyone to make into soup. The same watchful little girl who had spied them first from the woods walking down the roads was watching them from behind a woodpile. She was very good at being unseen and unheard, but when she heard them talking about stone soup, she just couldn't help herself. Stone soup, she said. That's ridiculous. You can't make soup from stones. They aren't delicious. Not at all. We can make a delicious soup from stones, said the oldest brother, because we know how, and we can show you how too. Then you'll never go hungry again, what with all these nice stones in your village. Let's see. What we really need, besides a stone, of course, are a few buckets of clean water, a really big pot, and a long wooden spoon. Well, said the little girl, skeptically, there is lots of water in the well, and I suppose I could get Mama's old pot for you, but I really don't believe you'll be able to make a good meal out of a stone. The sister washed the prettiest, smoothest stone she could find in the creek until it was nice and clean. As the little girl ran to gather the biggest pot she could, and the oldest brother carved a wooden spoon, and the youngest brother brought some buckets of water from the well at the center of the village. The oldest brother made a cooking fire in the pit in the town square, and when the water was in the pot and the pot was boiling on the fire, the sister plunked in the stone, stirred it with the spoon, inhaled deeply, and smiled. Mmm, stone soup, she said. It smells so good already. The shutters on the blacksmith's window flew open and he called to the travelers, You are wasting your time. Have you never made soup before? You can't make it without an onion. Oh, I wish we had an onion, said the youngest brother. You're right. Stone soup is so much better with an onion. Well, of course I'm right, said the blacksmith. Look here, he said, holding up a red onion and a white one. Use these. I suppose I won't miss them. I don't have much, but I have onions and enough brains in my head not to try to make soup without them. 
The shutters in the cottage next door flew open and a woman leaned out to say, well, onions are important, but not more than garlic. Any decent soup has garlic. Here, take this head of garlic for your stone soup if you insist on making such a silly thing as stone soup. It can't hurt the flavor anyway. A man appeared in a doorway across the street. He was holding a handful of salt and pepper and he had something to say too. I could stand soup without onions and garlic, but it won't do not to use some salt and pepper. Salt and pepper is the thing you need most. Here, I'll just sprinkle a little in your pot and you'll see the difference it makes. Mmm, said the oldest brother, tasting the soup. You were very right about the salt and pepper. It does wonders for stone soup. It's not a soup if it doesn't have lentils or beans, said the blacksmith's wife. Who's ever heard of a soup without beans? I won't miss a handful, I guess. Why don't you go ahead and, and throw these in? Well, perfect, said the youngest brother. If only we had carrots, too. Carrots, said a woman with a baby on her hip. She'd come for water from the well. We don't have much, but we do have carrots. Let me go into my root cellar and I'll, I'll pick a few out for you. One by one, the townspeople came to shake their heads at the soup and to add something to improve it. It needs barley, tomatoes, kale, peppers, rosemary, potatoes, celery, cabbage, thyme, scallions, bay leaves, fresh peas, and big butter beans. The soup cooked all afternoon and into the evening, and the aroma twisted its way into every home in the village. People came to the village square to marvel at how delicious it smelled. We'd love to share with everyone, said the oldest brother, if only we had bowls and spoons and benches for everyone to sit for supper. Well, I don't have chairs for everyone, but I have some for me and my family, grumbled a few people, and the villagers came out of their homes with cups and cutlery and benches and glassware, and they made a big table out of planks and boards, and they covered it with tablecloths and candles and bouquets of wild flowers. Then the baker brought three thick loaves of freshly baked black bread, and a farmer brought pitchers of fresh white milk, and people went into their cellars for bottles of wine. Someone hung bright lanterns from the boughs of a tree, while children ran and laughed and played in the streets, and the village square filled up with conversation and laughter, and everyone ate their fill and agreed it was a delicious soup. When no one could eat another bite, musicians got their instruments from their hiding spots, and dancers began to stomp and twirl in the moonlight. villagers stayed in the square late into the night, listening to the travelers tell their stories about the faraway places they had been and the faraway battles they had won. When a chill set into the air, it was time to go to bed, but no one could bear to see their new friends without warm, cozy places to sleep, so they were given tarps and blankets and pillows and lanterns. In the morning, it was time to say goodbyes and head for home. 
The little girl who first saw them approaching walked beside them for a little while as they left the village. I can't walk far with you, said the little girl. I made a new friend last night, and I want to go knock on her door and play. We understand, said the brothers and sister. Thanks for lending us a cooking pot. Well, you're welcome, said the girl. And you're welcome, also, for teaching you how to actually make soup. Bye, friends. Farewell. And farewell to you from me, Lily. I wonder if you'll ever tell this story. And if you do, I wonder how it will come out.